then nobody can stop you uh, because there are always athletes who has like weaknesses. And when you complete, nobody can touch you. Yoga Rulaus, welcome to the Athlete Insider Podcast by Gold Nation. My name is Phil, and today's guest is, again, a special one, a professional freestyle athlete from Germany, the founder of the, free, uh, founder of the Flythenix freestyle movement, and uh, yeah, an event organizer, uh, really uh, just an inspiration for the German calisthenics freestyle scene. I'm really happy to have, have you here and to welcome you, Tan Gion from Frankfurt. Hey, Phil, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this interview and um, mm -hmm. yeah, to, to talk to you about the, the development in the, the sport that we see right now, but also your story, your, um, yeah, your, your history. And uh, yeah, to kick off for the people who don't know you or who want to get to know you better, who are you? How do you describe yourself? Okay. That's awesome. And thank you for inviting me to this interview. That's uh, really nice what you guys are doing with Go Nation. And that was a really dope introduction, by the way. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for that. Um, yeah, feeling happy to be here. Yeah, let's go on. Nice. So, who is Tan? <laughs> who is Tan? Who I am? Yeah, that's a very good question. And I would say, uh, me. So, like, um, Not a human being. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just an ordinary person who's doing extraordinary things. So, um, yeah, I love to influence people. I love to spread positivity. And what I'm actually doing is calisthenics and showing the people what I love doing, what I'm passionate about, and try to bring more joy and more happiness into this world. Wow, nice. That's um, good to start off with. Um, people always ask these uh, hard facts. Um, how old are you? Let's let's start with this one. How old are you? Yeah, I'm uh, 26 now. So uh, next year I'm t t turning 27 already. So that's yeah, not a people, not a lot of people think that I'm that old, but. Um, It's really hard to guess the age of an Asian guy, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I experience a lot in my 26 years. Nice. That's good. So you bring like a lot of uh, experience to this young sports, to this um, young calisthenics scene where mostly like for the freestyle athletes that are, they are often like 17 or 19 or like it's crazy. And so, yeah, it's nice to have some some experience in this um where are you born actually i was born and raised in germany mm -hmm. so i was born in weinheim it's like somewhere in the south in germany so yeah german than i look like <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> that's nice and how tall are you i'm 177 okay. centimeters yeah And uh, how heavy are you right now? Right now, I guess I'm 64, 65 kg. It depends on how much I eat, but I try to bulk again. But for freestyle, I like it more to be light. So you're going to have a better flow. Yeah. And also your explosive uh, like muscle-ups and uh, one-up pull-ups, etc. It's, it's crazy because we're nearly the same height. Um, I'm mm -hmm. 178. Uh, but I am okay. 
80, 80 kilos right now because I'm bulking. Yeah. And uh, I think it's it's a huge difference, like weighing, I don't know, 65 kilos and 80. Exactly. But exactly. I think you see it, you know, like everybody who saw you doing muscle-ups or stuff like that, it's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like when uh, also on the rings, I think you did some sets yeah. a few days, weeks ago. It's just uh, nice to watch. Yeah, it's just like when you're like 80 kilos, it's like for me 50, adding up 15 kilos on my shoulders and pulling that much up. So it makes a difference but you also it's it's not like an excuse as well it's like you have to build up more strength and with strength coming like muscles and yeah yeah that's true it always depends on the goals that's true exactly um and uh yeah where does your family come from where where are your roots yeah my roots are from vietnam so my parents are born and raised in vietnam and they moved to Germany when the Vietnam War just started so they're actually refugees so yeah they're coming to Germany to have a better life and that's what I'm really thankful for that they give me the opportunity to live in yeah, such a stable and secure country like Germany because in Vietnam it's a very beautiful country I really love it but the politics are like yeah it's another story okay Wow, but uh, yeah, good for them, good for you that uh, they made the step and they that they uh, yeah managed to to make a living here <coughs> and stuff like that because that's something that I always like really respect when uh, like refugees or like people from foreign countries come to Germany and they have this mentality, this mindset to, yeah. to work hard and to work for a better life and they have like much more gratitude often for the stuff that we have here um then people who who just know this and who are born here and uh, yeah that's that's great yeah you should appreciate it because like you see every like kind of asian guy or asian family who's in germany they work their ass off like they're literally just working more than they're living yeah. and um yeah it should be more balanced of course but it's a good opportunity to to make a living and i think in germany it's like one of the best countries to do that yeah that's true okay so how did you get in touch with calisthenics tell us your your calisthenics journey oh it's a long journey so <laughs> <laughs> um i started calisthenics in 2015 yeah um before i started calisthenics it was like a quite hard time i did like dance professional i was a professional hip-hop dancer in the past i won like international german championships and stuff like that but then i had like three years five years off doing nothing just uh, yeah doing the regular teenage stuff with smoking and drinking and going to parties on the weekends and i felt like there's something missing in my life you know so that's why i just started looking for something what fulfilled me and was like um in the beginning skating so i went to the skate park uh, meeting with my friends having nice sessions and one day there was like a calisthenics park built right next behind the skate park and just because i started skating was like a sport wow I, you need to put the risk into it and it makes a lot of fun and then one day there's just this calisthenics park and there was this guy who's doing like muscle ups and then muscle up to handstand and crazy spins and i was like 
what the fuck is he doing? That was really amazing. I, I couldn't imagine myself to do this because I was really skinny and I feel very weak and I was ashamed with my body. I suffered with acne problems in the past. So that's why I was like, mm, it's, it's nothing for me. But then all my skating friends, they moved from <laughs> skating to calisthenics because <laughs> the sport was more attractive, you know, and and it was something new in 2015. You should know that. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it was very hard for me in the beginning because I couldn't manage to do one pull-up or something like that. But then once I start, uh, I get like totally addicted to it. And I remember in the year also 2015, this one guy who's doing the crazy muscle, his name is Tim Baholic, uh, Baholica on Instagram. He, uh, the guy who's doing the muscle up hands, straight by handstand and stuff like that. He um, invited us to the World Cup stage in Stuttgart. It was mm -hmm. 2015 World Cup stage from Bauristi Workout, I think. Yes. And we went to this uh, event. And I was just looking because and I didn't know about any athlete. I just know, oh, Korosh is like a very popular athlete from Germany. And at this event, I tried to uh, connect with him. So uh, I was like looking for him. But then he found me and he walked to me before I could even talk to him. And he was like, oh, you, you Asian guy, you look like you're very skillful and you're very powerful. And I was like, I just started calisthenics. I don't know anything. <laughs> And then we get into touch and it was a very good time, very nice event. He taught me like the 360 in like one session. And mm -hmm. that was like my beginning of calisthenics. Wow. It's crazy because we, we, uh, I also have been on the World Cup stage uh, in, in Stuttgart. It was on this, um, <clears throat> on this uh, I don't know, like on this festival. You know, like there was yes, a festival yes. in, in Stuttgart on this uh, this big place in front of the, I don't know what it was, the church or the... Yeah, it was just in the middle of the city. Yeah, and it was like, uh, wow. And so Korash was uh, the one, uh, yeah, going towards you and seeing the potential in you and then teaching you yes. like the, the first move. That's something that I didn't know. I thought, you know each other since 10 years because when... when yeah, uh, I feel like that. It feels yeah. like that, but in the first, like... Um, we just understand each other the first time and he saw that potential in me and put his time and investment in me and that's motivated me a lot because there was some like professional guys who supporting me right in the beginning of my journey and that helped me a lot okay so your calisthenics journey was beginning in at this uh next to the skating park um and you tried to do some pull-ups and you didn't you didn't uh yeah succeed how did you how did you work out like um did you just try stuff or um i was happy that there was like this calisthenics group from baholica mm -hmm. he um had like weekly train or almost daily training since the park was just built and uh, i just joined the guys and the Yeah, it's just a regular, like, Monday was push day, Tuesday was a pull day, and going like that. And I just tried, like, pull-ups. It was didn't work. And then I used resistant band, doing pull-ups with resistant bands. And just because, I think, because I was very, like, lightweight, I used to weight, I think, 50 kgs or 55 kgs or something like that. So I was very, very skinny. <laughs> so because of that, if it was easy to do in calisthenics. So that's what I also want to 
to recommend everybody who's maybe watching this and feeling bad in their um, in their uh, in their skin and not very happy about their body shape. And if they're really skinny, calisthenics is the best sport you can do because you're just using your body weight, and the less you have to carry, the easy is going to do the skills and perform a front lever or maybe a freestyle. That's true. Like all the stuff that, it, like not all, but a lot of stuff that is a disadvantage in the real world, let's say, uh, is a is an yes. in, in the calisthenics world to be small, to be skinny. Yeah, um, that's yes. like really really big advantages. And um, yeah, um, the people who are like small and have problems uh, due to their height in bodybuilding or stuff yes. like that. The just um, the the interview before was with uh, Jay Chris, who also uh, talked about his struggle. Yeah. Uh, to be yeah. small, to be um, like to to have problems and being bullied because of it. Yes. And, uh, then through calisthenics, it was an advantage um, from one day to another, and that's uh, really nice to see that uh, with calisthenics you can turn disadvantages into advantages. Exactly. Exactly. Um, something that I ask myself: Where does the name La Twist come from? Because like oh, when yeah, I go yeah. to an event, it's always oh la twist, la twist, and I say tan, and you no la twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, first of all, uh, tan is a very hard name to write. Yeah, mm -hmm. so like the all my teachers and everybody is just mispronounce it because it's like with two H's between yeah. the T and H and stuff like that. So um, it started with. I think it was in the year 2016 when I get like some basic freestyle moves and um, I listened to Travis Scott a lot yeah, mm -hmm. to that time. And he's like La Flame, you know, <laughs> and yeah. or his nickname is La Flame. And uh, one, uh, one day uh, a friend of me, he commented under my post, um, yeah, La Flame. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but I don't like flames. I like twists, you know, like 360s, fingers, okay. and all the crazy moves. So I combined the two names <clears throat> and it turned to uh, La Twist. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> that also happened um, when I first landed my um, my Ginger because in Germany we say twist lip to it. Yeah. Yeah. You say twist and flip. And <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. we say we say twist flip to it. And also the German community. And um, the funny thing about it, I unlocked this move on my birthday. So it was just a nice time. So I renamed in La Twist in Instagram. And since that, I'm La Twist. Okay. Okay. I think... Like I think I made a survey on this because it's it's something that I think is really funny um, because you always say twist flip and I was <laughs> like ah I don't know this yep. word I don't like it mm -hmm. for me it's a ginger um, and yeah. survey like and, and asked people what do they say and it, it was like eighty five or ninety percent yes, ginger yes, and ten percent yes. twist flip but uh, yeah I still like it so um, some people say ice ball for the uh, front mm -hmm. flip regrab. That's also yep. like uh, a weird thing for me, but uh, yeah, that's calisthenics. Like, I don't know, is this is twist flip from parkour or something, or is it just no, not actually? Because we have a very known uh, parkour athlete, Jason Paul, here in Frankfurt, and he also said, Why are you guys saying twist flip to it? It's Ginga, and, and I was like, No, we call it twist flip, and he's like, There's no twist at all in it, <laughs> and I'm like, uh. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think the first guy who's telling that was Korosh. And he has it from, um, I think, Roger. Mm -hmm. But it was back in the day. So it was like 2016 or something. And, you know, things change. And um, also, I think Ginga is the guy in gymnastic who's doing the first ever Ginga. And he, his name was Ginga. Yes, so, yes. you know, in uh, I think gymnastic, it is like when you're doing the move the first time ever, you can name it by, your, uh, yeah, by yourself. And that's why I think this move is coming from gymnastics. So, and um, in calisthenics, we try to separate a little bit from gymnastics, even like a lot of freestyle moves are the same. But I think twist lip is just like a new name for, for this move because it's a little bit different to the gymnastic ways. And that's why I just call it like that. Okay. So with the gymnastics uh, unmoved to call your name, you have a battle with the professional German uh, gymnast. There is a he's all, there is also a professional gymnast called Nguyen in in Germany. Do you know him? Yes, yes. Uh, I think his name is Marcel. Yeah, Marcel okay. Nguyen. No, I um, actually <laughs> don't know him, but uh, I just know he's a like Olympian gymnastics guy. He's really strong. But Nguyen is like in Germany, Müller or okay. Schmidt or something like, it's a very, very known name. There was like this, uh, this king who just renamed all the <laughs> people in Vietnam in, I know, back in 2000, uh, 1000 years or something. So everybody named Nguyen. So it's okay. a very popular name in Vietnam. Okay. Nice. Didn't know that. Um, yeah, I was thinking... For me, when I think of freestyle in Germany, um, I have to think of you. Like uh, for me, you're mm -hmm. one of the founding people. Like the inspirations, the uh, in Germany we say Aushängeschilder, uh, the 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 signs. <laughs> you, the, if you think of freestyle, I have to think of you. And yep. uh, like, how did it go? Like, how was the development of the freestyle calisthenics scene uh, in in Germany? Because you built a hotspot in Frankfurt with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true that's true um yeah it's it's actually really interesting to uh, talk about that because i i never think like um conscious about that because it's just uh developed like this you know so it was there and like we haven't done anything but um i can say that i think it started with korosh because he was like internationally the most um well-known and strongest freestyle athlete back in the days and he reinvented the 360s and uh, afro tornadoes and all this stuff and just because we train at the park at the um, european central bank it it gets kind of to a hot spot and um because this was the only park we just met there And all the summer long, you see, it's like skating. You know, we're we living the lifestyle. It's just not like we're having like one hour of workouts and then we leave. No, we spend like almost the whole day there and enjoying the sun. And because of that, there was like always a person at the park who's like doing freestyle calisthenics. And so more and more people seeing, okay, there's a crazy movement or there are like guys, they're doing like superhuman crazy stuff. And that's how it's like kind of grows. And because we trained there and getting ready for the German, cha uh, German championships and international championships, it was like, it's getting more into the hotspot. And after like, I think one or two years, 
uh, we also started to train people there and we're getting a bigger community because there was already people who are doing random calisthenics, but not like only freestyle calisthenics, but the more people uh, like were interested to the sport, the more we just helped and we taught them how to do a 360. We taught them how to do proper muscle ups, how to gaining strength. And I think because of that, um, yeah, that investment into the people, it's just start like growing. And I think we were also very good inspiration to these guys and helping them grow. And in the end, we just uh, creating our most powerful athletes in Germany. And yeah, I think that was like kind of story behind that. Okay. You said you didn't do anything to do that, but I think it was like more subconsciously uh, because of exactly. this, uh, because you put in the passion and you spent like hours and hours every day at the park and there was always, always somebody training there. Um, plus the social media work. I think yes. um, like it also spreads it, uh, because Frankfurt is quite a big city. So um, even if stuff is going internationally, there are people from Frankfurt seeing it. And the next thing is uh, your events. Yeah, like uh, how uh, it's two weeks ago now or three. No, two, uh, the the Frankfurt City Cup took place. Yes, it was in the, in the end of uh, September. Yeah, so like two weeks ago go two and a half weeks ago um so it's like you're you're putting in a lot of work with fly Sen fly uh with you as a as a coach as well um yeah to 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 push this sport and that's uh what i think is really important um because if you don't have the passion yourself uh if you just want to make a living or like um i don't know something else you you won't put that much work in it and um mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, true. I have to say that um, it may also like because we grow that much also on social media. It was just like we working as a team. Yeah, we were like beyond encouraged me in the beginning, and we just hyped each other so hard. Like uh, when we did something, we just did it. Uh, we we all did it us three. So we just uh, trained together, filming all the trainings together, and then releasing all the posts at the same time. And then it gets like a triple hype. We we just call it triple hype. So, <laughs> um, and that's I think the main thing is not just about social media, but also in the trainings or in everything. When you have a, like a team or guys who like got your back and supporting you, it's way easier than do it all alone. So like. Uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that I had it and I know that a lot of athletes in the world don't have this kind of support or mental support or professional support they can get it in through coaches and everything but sometimes they're like really expensive so I'm very thankful that I had like a kind of team who like pushed me especially in the beginning of my journey and that helped me grow a lot so that's why it's like my kind of mission with um, Flythenics to build this freestyle community, to give it back to the guys who want to start freestyle calisthenics. They want to, to build up more um, more skills and build a, build a nice uh, following on Instagram or something. We help them a lot by just giving them the chance to present their skills on an event or on shows. We also had like, I think in 2018, that was the beginning of Flythenics and we had like, I, I think more than 20 shows like through the year and uh, a ton of workshops and just, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice time and 
we just try to give the people back, especially I try to give back what I get from this sport and to inspire the people. That's nice. Um, do you remember how much you grew in the last year uh, on social media? Like right now, how many follow followers do you have? Um, I'm almost to 38,000 followers. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, actually, to be honest, I'm not, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not very like focusing on how much I grow on Instagram because mm -hmm. in the beginning it was like, yeah, Uh, I need to get that 10K. I need to get more followers. I need to get more views and stuff like that. But then I realized at some time it was not about just growing on social media. Yeah, of course, you can make a living out that and uh, having nice corporations and influence people and stuff like that. But it was like more just showing the, the world what I really passionate about and what I love doing and just be like authentic. And just because of that, and of course, I put like a lot of some quality stuff on Instagram getting a new uh, equipment I spent thousands of euros just to get like a new laptop a new camera and stuff like that to get to stack up the quality but in the end I realized you don't need that so all you need is just like a phone and putting out the content what you really love and that helps me like growing and it was like a more subconscious thing with Instagram like everything I I've done on Instagram was like, it's just happened because I did what I just wanted to do. Yeah. And sometimes it's changed from week to week, but all in all, I'm just putting out the content, what I really love doing. I love to show the world, my skills, my, my flows and yeah, what I'm doing with calisthenics and also sharing the guys, my trips and what you also can like experience from calisthenics. Okay. And that's something that I hear a lot that people um, like everybody who is not uh, an influencer or like wants to become one says, oh, like uh, it's all about the followers, etc. Mm -hmm. And the people who have the followers, they say, um, first of all, like often they say, first of all, I just started to rec uh, to to document everything for me myself. Uh, yes. For me as a, as a diary or something. Um, mm -hmm. And then it grew and people liked it. And um, That's true. I don't care about the followers. It's nice because of the collaborations, the influence, yes, yes, like yes. stuff like that. But but you're true. Uh, that's absolutely what I can underline because in the beginning, especially, I just um, I use it as a video diary, and that's what I also can recommend everybody because the people they love to see how you grow, and especially the guys who like you know um, you, you're getting in touch per personally, like your your co-workers or your, your guys where you're in school with or your university, they all know you, but they don't know what you're actually doing with your sport. And just showing how you're growing helps me a lot because like, I just use it as a diary as well. When you scroll down, you can see me doing like sloppy muscle ups and uh, I don't know, fucked up through sixties where I busted my shoulders and stuff like that. So I think that's helped to to see uh, how you're growing and it, it makes a lot of fun to to look into the um, progression especially to the history and to the stories of what the people can tell 
That's true. And in calisthenics, <clears throat> it's a big secret, especially if you train alone, to just film yourself and watch yourself, watch the technique, etc. And if you can just then post it on Instagram, it's it's like a win-win situation. Um, yes. So it's, it's really, really nice and um everybody who wants to reach 10,000k to do to be able to do a swipe up uh, link after that it becomes uh, like at least it was for us um uh, like 10k was important because we wanted to yes. do the swipe yes. up yes. <laughs> but yes. from there it was like okay 11k uh, 11k, <laughs> 12k etc um mm-hmm. it's like not important yes yes i mean if you have like specific goals, like, yeah, I want to be that Tom influencer, like Daniels or something with a huge following and putting out crazy content and stuff like that, then you should have to put in the work and yeah, try to, uh, try to grow and use it like, and have a focus goal. But in the end, like, like you said, uh, my goal was to reach that 10 K and it was like, so hard to get it <laughs> yeah but once i get it it was like everything just yeah it was easier to i think from 10k to almost 40k now it was like not that a lot of work you know like the beginning yeah. but you should appreciate what you have and the more work you put into instagram and social media the more you will get because you see nowadays the algorithm has changed it's almost impossible to grow nowadays. And I always hearing from like also from local athletes here, how can I get a bigger falling? Uh, I want to cooperate with, uh, I want a cooperation with God nation. I also <laughs> want to get a sponsored athlete. I want to travel the world and I need, I want to get money from calisthenics and how can I grow on Instagram? It's always the same questions, but actually you don't grow from, um, from today to tomorrow you just have, it's like a long journey and you have to put a lot of work into it and the more you're like active on instagram it's like you you can um you, it's impossible to want like 10ks when you just all post one once in a month you know so you have to be active and consistent and that's i think the key yeah and something that you use as well maybe a, a short uh, hint uh, for the people to try reels um because it's mm-hmm. like right now really pushed yes. by instagram so yes. whenever you have like some story clips story format clips on uh, like 15 seconds stuff that is uh, entertaining you can just yeah. put it on reels and it works really well because you exactly. have some reels million views yeah. videos right yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's i think i was <laughs> one of the first guys who starting the reels yeah. um and I get on my first reel like 80k. No, it was 800k, almost a million views. And it was like me doing a simple 360, but it's yeah. just like more for the um, regular people to watch and not just like yeah. calisthenics athletes. So I just do like very simple things and it's not a lot of work for me and the people like it. So I just keep doing that. And once I get like a reel with 3 million views and that boosts my Instagram a lot and Instagram featured like all these crazy uh, videos and i was like okay normally you have to pay instagram that they going to feature yeah. you or something like that but now they do it like because it was good content and back in days i remember instagram was like 50 seconds videos only so you, if you have a crazy combo you have to keep it short so only yeah. big moves you, you saw uh, you already know that and um i think in reels you have the good potential to inspire the people with like 
small videos because our in, a time of attention, what we give into social media is like too, so short nowadays. So I think it's a really good thing with the 15 seconds. I think they expanded already to 30 seconds. So you yeah. can change it also to 30 seconds. But the shorter it is and the more entertaining it is, the the more followers and the more people are going to come. And I think that's the key to grow nowadays. And the good thing is if you had love to have a clean feet or something, you just can delete it like after one or two days out of your feet and it's still in your reels. You're still getting the impressions. So I really recommend it to everybody doing calisthenics and really want to grow, just entertain the people showing what you can do. And that's very simple. That's true. Like for me, my social media advice to somebody who wants to grow, just maybe to round it up uh, or you have something that you don't uh, agree on, um, to post really nice photos in the feed uh, because Instagram works really well for photos. Uh, your best videos, you make small clips for reels because Instagram pushes these as well. And if you have really nice uh, content, like long content, uh, video content, you do YouTube. Um, because YouTube is an evergreen, it's always there. You will still yes. get views in three years. And um, yeah, that's a good strategy, but you need patience. It won't go from today to tomorrow. Yeah, I would say that actually Instagram does what it wants to because for some guys, like only pictures are working for some guys like wow. videos are like crazy it's like for me when i post a uh, picture like my last picture get like not even a uh, thousand likes i mean i don't care about it's crazy how it depends on like three million views and i don't know how many thousand likes and with one picture just thousand so for me it's just like videos when okay. i'm posting videos especially reels they like going crazy so it depending on how you get like into the algorithm on Instagram. Yeah. But you also had a really nice video, like uh, the, the ones doing one up pull-ups with uh, 95K views. That's also like, uh, it went really well in as a normal video. So you can never say uh, videos don't work at all. Uh, yes, it's that's always, true. That's true. Say. What, what I'm very curious about and what I really realized because it's not, um, uh, it's it's like every time I'm doing this video, uh, kind of combo because I, I, I think I've done this combo like already two years ago. I did it like one time in LA when I first uh, went to California with my friends and we did it at Venice Beach. I did this combo and it get also like back in the days I had like 15,000 followers or something and I also get like almost 50k views or something that was quite a lot and then I did it again. And in Switzerland, when I was at the Bardox um, uh, battles, mm -hmm. and it also went like al almost 100K. And now again, so I think the people really like that kind of one on pull up, else pull stuff. So yeah. maybe it's that. So when, when you realize that uh, the people like something you're doing, then you just might have to do it more often. Yeah. That's true. For us, for example, it's just uh, the ESIT. Like uh, everybody doing yes. an ESIT, it always yes. works crazy. Like Mana yes. and ESIT, these are two moves that yep. work extremely well. And if you find out something like this, you can do more of it. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's yes. a good, uh, good thing. Yeah.
Because okay. what I also realized is um, it's very like unthankful. Instagram is so unthankful, you know. <laughs> so they're like athletes who are doing seven um, twenties. I think this guy Kubilos, he's doing like seven twenty to nine hundred and everything, and he is like a couple of thousand followers or even one thousand followers, and it's like very. Yeah, it's very unthankful. So these guys deserve a lot of more followers, but in the end, normal people they don't understand what seven. They don't even know what a three sixty is. So when they see like something like a one arm pull up or some guys doing uh, manas or uh, the girls doing ice sits, it's like okay, maybe I can see myself in this kind of movement. So it's it's getting more impressions because it's easier to understand what's actually happened there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also like working with slow motions, etc., cetera, uh, also makes it easier for normal people to understand. But yeah, that's a totally different topic. Let's yes, uh, yes, go yes, away yes, from the true. social media topic. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. We could talk. Let's like, always. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So um, you already, already talked about your inspiration to start with a street workout. Um, but People are always interested in the planche, and uh, I know that your it's also a move that you uh, work on a lot. Um, that you're currently working on the full planche, uh, which is looking already quite solid. Um, but talk about your planche journey. How did it go? Did it go really linear, or like were there some challenges? <laughs> How did it go? Um, yeah, it's a very good question. My planche journey was. Um... Yeah, challenging, <laughs> very challenging. I think I'm already like training three years or something for the planche. And in the first year, I had like zero progressions because I haven't done like I get a lot of tips from YouTube and from other athletes. But in the end, in my workouts, I just did my old workout. So I haven't um, converted the tips into like real workouts. And so the first year, I just like, haven't progressed anything i had like uh in germany we say dachdecker yeah. <laughs> so like a roof 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 top up planche because like your ass is like very up and your legs are very low and i think since i get more into in touch into like professional athlete like victor kamenov and like very crazy strong planche athlete and i get the advice from them it was a little bit different for me to to um reinvent my uh my my workout so i gained a lot of more strength and I, i just realized it's just basic you don't have to do like crazy ecstatic planche secret skills and movement just do leans and uh, do proper basics and that helped me a lot so um since i get like more consistent in my planche it felt like way more easy to progress so it's like it's good to getting a coach or getting some helps and tips from professional athletes or watching YouTube videos. But in the end, you just have to be consistent with basic exercise. Even when you can do like the full planche or stuff like that, you still have to do your basic strength exercise to improve your fundament because yeah, you're holding everybody on your arm. So you should have to, build up that fundamental strength first and then going to advance movements and it yeah. takes discipline and consistency that's why my journey was like whoop. and now it's getting like constantly better nice 
do you say that you are able to do the full planche? Like, is it something that you say that you unlocked it or like, when is it that you are 100% um, sure that you can do it always? It's very, very interesting because I've already unlocked it last year. Mm. And then I injured myself because I was like, stopped doing the basic and just going for full planche in every training and had, didn't have a proper warm up. So, but for now, I would say that I'm almost unlocked. I can't say that I unlock it because for me is like when you can hold it for like, I don't know, 10 seconds with ease and still like able to talk, like I can have an interview with you while I'm holding the full planche. And I would say I've unlocked it. You know, I, I could do that in front even very easy, but in planche, it's like still uh, some struggles. I can perform it for three, four seconds, but it still takes like too much energy to say that I'm fully unlocked. Okay. So you have a really high standard to say that you unlocked something. That's, uh, yeah. Yes. I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, I would really love to do the move perfectly until I say that I'm fully able to do it. Because like when you like, able to improve like planche progressions uh, like planche um uh variations like press or hands uh yeah press negatives or different planche variations then you can say you fully master the planche or unlock it because you're able to combine it or use different variations with that okay get it Let's switch to dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, a question that we get an, uh, like we get quite often from the community if we interview a freestyle athlete is how do I fight the fear freestyling or like doing dynamics? Um, and I give this question to you. How do you fight the fear when doing, uh, like let's start with the 360, but also like the front flip regrab um, you're, mm -hmm. you're currently also um, unlocking. Um, and yeah. yeah. Fear is, I think, the most important <laughs> question. So um, it's actually very simple. Um, when you're able to turn off your thoughts, then the fear might disappear. But before every like competition or something, I get also nervous. And the fear is always there. But you have to categorize and maybe like uh, visualize that when it's like for example you know that you can do this move yeah you train it so often and you know there's a possibility that you can fail and maybe you have like some very hard fails like for me I broke my ribs and uh, get like serious injuries from freestyle but I know that this can happen again But it, it's like no sense, no, there's no point to think about that kind of scenario, what happened in the past. You're just focusing on that you're able to do the skill. Of course, with that big respect that something can happen. But when you truly trust in your skills and just focusing on being in the moment, then actually nothing can happen. Because that's why I'm all, always saying, just go with the flow. Don't force yourself to do like... 360s when you when there's some days where you like don't feel your freestyle skills then just don't freestyle you train statics but there are some days you need some like kind of um 
yeah, warm-up combos, I call them, and then just doing like easy freestyle skills and then you your body getting comfortable for that. And once you're like um, learning the way how your body reacts, you can, or just like when you want to beat your fear and try to learn new moves, just try it on mats, for example, or using a place where you have like a good setup where you can train proper. So the risk is like, very low and the more you can lower the risk the better you get into freestyle and the thing by avoiding fear is just to yeah visualize that you can do this move and to have the courage and just do it i know it sounds like very simple to say just do it but when you're able to turn off your thoughts then you can do it and you can do it with yeah breath uh, exercise you can do it with um affirmations and that's how i beat my fear for example okay affirmations for the people who don't know what it is self affirmations can you explain mm -hmm. self affirmations it's like just manipulate your body or your mind It's like you're not tricking your mind, but you're telling yourself something beautiful or you're telling yourself like uh, you're confident and you can do this. You're going to grab this move now. Yeah. And then because you're forcing your mind into this, it's like when I'm telling you um, don't think, uh, don't uh, imagine, uh, uh, don't imagine a pink elephant in your head. And then you automatically see this pink elephant because I uh, I gave this thought in your in your head. And when you say like um, I'm going to grab this move, then you're going to grab this move, yeah, because you give your body the the right direction. And when you're telling yourself before you run run to the bars and you have like already the combo in your head, you just try to have the first ring. For example, when I do the front flip, and I am like, oh fuck. Uh, when I'm not going to grab it like this, I'm going to fail. And then I'm going to fail because I had like this little thought, this little negative thought, and it just can kill your combos. And that's why it's important to to be like 100% focused on that you're going to grab it. Of course, you have to train for that to, to be able to do it like fluently. But in the end, with this kind of self-affirmations, you can manipulate your mind so hard that you're able to do like crazy thing you never thought you can do. Okay. That's uh, a really good tool. And it's simple. Um, and mm -hmm. everybody can just try it um, to just tell themselves stuff that uh, makes them feel comfortable, that makes them mm -hmm. uh, feel uh, yeah, self-conscious. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Um, but you don't only do um, self-confirmations, uh, self-affirmations, sorry, um, but also like your surrounding. Uh, when I watch your, your videos uh, from, from uh, the gym uh, where you all train together or even outdoors, mm -hmm. you are a group of really like supportive, energetic people who scream, etc. Uh, what, what's a, uh, what role does your surrounding, your friends around you play in your, your workouts? um actually it's depending when like i also have like workouts where i just train alone and try to hype myself uh up but it's i think every f professional athlete can agree with that it's like 
when you're surrounded with like very good freestyle athletes and they're putting their energy into the rooms, like when you're screaming, you put up energy and you're like, I feel it in my skin when somebody's screaming, like you can do it and just go for it full send. And it's a little bit different than just to train by yourself. That's why I, it's like my kind of mission to, to grow the sport so that every kind of people or every kind of place have like a little community to support this, uh, themselves. And it's the same like in football or in other sports. The more you cheer, the better the, the guys playing, you know? Yeah. And that's an important role because in, um, in Frankfurt, we're always having like hype sessions. You know, we have this one guy, uh, Mr. Kennyman. <laughs> he's like, he's known for his hype trains. We call it hype trains because like, Everybody who wants to jump on the hype train, you can go it now because now the, the hype is like very high. And you, when you're at the place, you feel the energy level. Like before you're touching the bus and everybody's screaming, you're going to perform on your highest level. And that's why I really appreciate a lot. And that's why it's important to all athletes, even they're like very weak or something, we just hype them up that they can get that first muscle up or that they can get uh, this new dynamics in what they just learned. And it's also, I think, a kind of um, appreciation, uh, appreciation thing when you just achieve something what's very extraordinary that you deserve that kind of hype. And you see it on calisthenics event. When I remember um, in New York, it was in this year at the call-up competition when uh, Tony did the 720. It was like, oh my God, the whole gym was just exploding and there was so much energy there. And yeah, the more energy you generate, especially with your crew, the more the athlete's going to perform, yeah, very clean. And maybe he's doing like some very high level advanced power moves. And this kind of hype energy helps a lot. It's like kind of drain balls that energy transferring shit, but it's yeah. it really working. Yeah, that's true. And I think even as a as a viewer of the video, mm -hmm. you feel like hyped, and uh, that's really nice. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, you realize that also in my videos. I also like uh, sometimes I just when you hear the people screaming and they hype it up. I don't want to play music over it because there are like so many emotions yeah. in this kind of sounds and audience that the people need to feel that as well. And yeah, it's good when people, when they're seeing that also get like excited and when you're creating feelings and in the viewer and, and everybody who's there. Yeah, that's true. What was the hardest move you've learned so far? That's something that I would be interested in. That I'm just learning right now, just what that I you already, already that you already unlocked. Uh, the hardest move in statics or dynamics. If you can compare the both, I would say like overall, <laughs> but it's hard to say. But overall, what is the hardest move? Mm, the hardest move. I would say front regret, but actually. It's not that hard. It's just more beating the wrist because when when you have balls and you're not afraid, you're going to do it. But I remember that I land like I think hundred times uh, on my belly, and that was like a kind of hard progress. But the hardest move, 
I think it's like the um, giant to front flip regrab because you have to um, to check how much energy you have to put into the swing that you're going to transfer the the flip into the right uh, direction because if you have too much energy you're going to land on the bar if you have too less energy or you're too afraid you're going to be way far away from the bar so i think it's the giant front for regret but for me like the hardest move to unlock was actually the full planche and static so it took like more time discipline dedication and consistency to get this move because my body is not made for planche <laughs> i realized that i have my body composition is like not made for planche but i'm still able to do it that's why i think that was the move what i like put the most time and work into it okay so it also the genetics play a role you say mm -hmm. okay i think they play a bigger role than a lot of people think um We discussed it in the beginning of the interview with that, um, yeah, when you have more weight or not, yeah. you, you have like, it's very, uh, it's more easy to pull and stuff like that. Um, it, should, it should not be an excuse because they're like very crazy heavyweight athletes like Vitaly uh, Feshnuk, I think. Uh, he's also doing like planches and everything with ease. It's a very heavy weight. But what, what we're talking about right now is like the body composition. And the body composition is like in other sports, a very big deal, especially in planche. And um, you can see like short people, they planche like, I don't know, like it's nothing. And they're like, some people it's like almost impossible to learn. It. And I was questioning myself all the time. And also we had like half the, uh, especially Frankfurt uh, City Cup and other events where like um, short athletes are, doing like crazy static strength and there were all this discussion oh yeah it's kind of unfair because uh, I'm, i'm waiting more or I'm much higher and how you can judge us and stuff like that and i think wco already did a good job with their weight category because like in um, mma or in other uh uh in boxing for example there's also like weight categories but I just heard from Dion because he's like also, he has a black belt in Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said that um, there's also like a kind of measuring of how long your arm is, for example. So mm -hmm. when you even you're like heavyweight, you can um, have like very short arms. Then you get into like the, the, the weight class below because you have a kind of disadvantage because you can't hit your opponent with the full range mm -hmm. and i think that's a kind of similar things into calisthenics depending especially what kind of moves do you want to learn so i think people with like long backs like me or short arms or something have quite a hard time to like lean into the planche because you need a totally different angle to have like a very clean high planche and but It's still not an excuse. You can do it. It just might be harder and mm -hmm. takes more discipline and more time. Okay. Yeah, that's um, true. Um, because I remember the, the uh, conversations and the discussions after the event. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to, to execute on it right now. Um, 
I didn't know that uh, WCO already does it. That's a good sign mm -hmm. that uh, the sport yep. develops in, into the right direction. Um, but um, how do you see the the sport development right now? Like, uh, where do you see the the sport developing in the last years? To be honest, in um, I think in since I started 2015 to I think 2016, there was like a, a huge um, growth in freestyle calisthenics in Germany. Also because of Baristi workout with Dennis Fatana, he did like an amazing job in the past with his King of the Bars. They're like getting, there are like so many crazy athletes coming together and you see the YouTube views, they have like millions of clicks and the sport was just like on a very nice peak. And after that, it just like stopped for a little bit and maybe it just went down here in Germany. I just can tell it in Germany because in the world, the sports just grow. It's just slowly but steady. But ex especially from the year 2017 to like 90 maybe, or even till now, the sports just yeah stopped growing a bit, in my opinion, especially freestyle sports. Like in Germany, we have so many weighted and strength power athletes, but freestyle is a little bit like, yeah, still small. And um, I was wondering why it was like that. And I realized it's like, because there are no community uh, meetups, there are like no no calisthenics battles, especially like just normal tournaments where freestyle athletes can battle each other. There was just one German championship event for, I think, German athletes a year. And it's like very yeah poor for like a country like Germany to just have one freestyle event, like one big freestyle event for uh, local athletes. And it was like in, um, in a place where it's like not very good connected. So it was like in Dessau. I mean, you've been to the German trips the last years. And I mean, the guys from Ghetto Workout, the chef on the organizer, he's a very nice person. So that's why we talked to them at FIBO 2019 last year that we want to bring German championship to Frankfurt because it's like a big city and it's very well connected to, to whole Germany. And uh, yeah, it works really good. And with our Flythanics event, we, we yeah had like new bell system with the world of virus format where we like, give the people the chance to compete. And I think the more events are like going to happen, the more the sports is also going to grow because it's just in the end all by the community. Everybody can train by themselves, but it's not that much fun when you're coming together and can have that feeling how it is to train with the best athlete or to battle with them. So I see like since 2019, a little growth especially with your meetups, what you have with your events. And there are some local guys having like small meetups, but not all meetups are like just freestyle focused, yeah. you know? And with freestyle, I don't mean like um, only uh, dynamics. Freestyle is also like statics and strength elements, but there are way less, way too less people here in Germany who do this. And that's our job, especially for... Yeah, brands like Ganesh or big names in calisthenics like Kosh or me or Alex or somebody in Germany to like use this kind of influence power to, yeah, to bring the people together and bring more athletes. And I think we did it pretty good with Flythenics here in Frankfurt. So you, you see they're like 
a lot a lot of german athletes who like in this kind of area doing freestyle calisthenics maybe more than in other parts in germany and i think also with the uh, deutschen calisthenics verbund we have this kind of organization where we can make something like this official and have more events so we're planning some nice things for the future especially for next year when covid is all over and then we're going to have like yeah a new revolution of calisthenics and i'm very happy to be part of that and yes and i think you like do an amazing job and uh, you are the person or the, the group of people to do that um, because you have the experience in the in the sport you have the connections you know the the freestyle athletes um, because it's not uh, it's not the same like for us it's really easy to do like a sets and reps competition a weighted competition etc because like in Germany weighted and sets and reps is much bigger and we do it ourselves yes. we have the experience we um But like for the freestyle, it's hard for somebody who is not freestyling to organize it. So it's really good to uh, for you to get in connection with the um, with the uh, German uh, association with the uh, yes. Calisthenics Verband uh, with uh, Stefan from Ghetto Workout, etc. So yeah, good luck for that, and uh, you know that you have our support. Um, Definitely. It's really important. Definitely. Um, I really thank you also to uh, be part of that Fly Fenix event and all, always supporting us. And that means us a lot. And I think together we can yeah, do something great because it's yeah. easier when a lot of people like influential people can do together things than everybody's just working on their own, having their own goals. Because in the end, we all want to make the sports grow. And so we all have to connect together, communicate, uh, communicate together. And that's the main thing. That's true. And the scene and the people are so hungry. They are so hungry, thirsty, whatever. They want events. They are like the people from Frankfurt, from Kali X. They like drive around Germany. They go to every mm -hmm. event, etc. So the people are really hyped for it. It's just that we need somebody who takes charge of it, it's who is uh, responsible for it, who goes all in. And that's, um, yeah, what I really respect. Yeah, it's about. very hard because uh, not, not especially in Germany, I know that a lot of countries also suffer from this problem that they are like, they very passionate about free calisthenics, but they don't know how to build a community or get the people together. And it's just like, It's very simple to have, like you said, your trainings, but in the end, it's more important what you're doing after your training, like also caring about your nutrition and stuff like that, but how to build up like a community and how to to make a step into uh, the right direction with building up team or doing more like events, how you uh, spread the word freestyle calisthenics explaining to the people what freestyle calisthenics is because for us it's like normal everybody knows the sports in this kind of small family because we're all connected with instagram and stuff like that but for the outsiders for people who don't know what freestyle calisthenics is they just see what we doing this kind of crazy moves but they don't know how to start with that how to uh what this actually is and we need to do more uh i don't have the english word it's just aufklärungsarbeit in german <laughs> maybe you have that word yeah just spreading the word like um spreading the word calisthenics yes 
Yes, that's true. Okay, nice. I think uh, yeah, we covered a lot of uh, topics. We're like over an hour already. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Still, we still have some uh, some quick questions, quick answers uh, mm -hmm. to end the episode. Um, so yeah, pizza or burger? Pizza or burger. It's always oh, such a random bro. <laughs> um, burger. Burger, okay. Uh, are you a dog or a cat person? Dog person. My, um, yeah, my sign, astro sign is also dog in the Chinese calendar. Nice. That's good. That's a good sign. So I was born in the year of, of the dog. Okay. Um, what is your favorite location for holidays? Favorite location? Um, I think my best trip I have ever had was in California. Okay. Um, what would change for you if social media just disappeared overnight? That's a good good question. Um, I think not a lot. It will be way harder to connect with the athletes worldwide. But then I need to stick to the local athletes and uh, maybe writing letters or something <laughs> to connect with the people. But uh, I would still working out in my gym or outside and still making the sports grow, grow and having more local events. Maybe it's better for the environment as well when people uh, stop flying around the country because we're so global this size. <laughs> yeah. But it would be definitely hard. It would be definitely hard and challenging. And if you transfer the, the number of DMs uh, sent on Instagram to handwritten letters, I think that won't be good for the environment. So I think maybe we can stick like this. Uh, and yeah, stay, that's true. That's and true. stay with social media. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite Calisthenics athlete? Or like a top three mm. or something? Yeah, I had a, like a top three maybe. Um I haven't thought about that, but so spontaneously, I would say in freestyle calisthenics, uh, definitely Anuri um, from Morocco. Mm -hmm. He's like a very young, talented guy. And we also try to bring him here to Germany, but it's very hard to get these Moroccan athletes uh, to our events. But he's like very complete in dynamics. He get like almost all power moves. And um, as like very complete athlete, I would um, say it's Thomas Kogonov. Mm -hmm. I know him for a long time and he progressed so good. And I think he's like maybe the new Daniels <laughs> because uh, Daniels was in the past like my big inspiration. Now he's like uh, yeah, getting better again and getting more active. So I think these are the three athletes who like inspiring me the most. And in the past, it was like Korosh. He's not that much active anymore, but he was like also a huge, huge inspiration to me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite book that you would recommend? Yes. I have many books and I've read a lot of books. But when I have one book, what I can give it to you is like how you um going to upgrade your performance. It's the uh, High Performance Habits from Brandon Bouchard. Uh -huh. The HP6, it's like, um, yeah, 
seeking cl clarity, for example, generate energy, raise necessity, increase productivity, develop influence and demonstrate courage. I think it's like the most six powerful yeah, hacks what you can learn for yourself because we humans, we act with habits. Yeah. And the more you can change your bad habits and turn it into good habits, the better you can perform. It's like, it doesn't matter if you go into the meeting or if you're going to your workouts, if you have like business ideas or if you just want to get a better person, there are like some habits you can change. And these kind of habits, what you get learned in the book, help you a lot or help me a lot. And I always recommend everybody to master these skills. And yeah, that, that helped me a lot. Yeah. Good. We'll, we'll put the link and stuff like that in the description for people mm -hmm. who are interested. The best calisthenics event you've ever been at. Best calisthenics event. Um, there were so many crazy events, but I would say it was World of Bar Heroes 2019 at FIBO. Especially the final where Iqvan battled against Daniels. That yes. Was, that stage was huge and it was an honor for me to judge that event. And I think that was like the most crazy event so far. Sure. That was, I will never forget. I think the moment that yes. uh, Iqvan landed the front flip regrab and everybody just escalated. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in the last seconds, like in the last round after battling like six other athletes yeah. and he's still like performing on his highest level. So Iqvan is like really amazing. That's true. Okay. Um, and then the last question, dynamics or statics, what would you choose if you have to decide? Dynamics. Dynamics. Okay. Good. Already guessed that, but uh, yeah. Wanted to make sure if you <laughs> want to lose the full planche or the, the front flip regrab if you have yeah, to decide. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think it's a cool, fun question, but in the end, I'm the guy who's like agreeing with a lot of uh, professional athletes. It's completeness over everything. You need to com be complete to, yeah, to get a strong athlete and to win competition. I mean, there are some like only statics competitions and only freestyle competitions and stuff like that. But in the end, if you're complete, if you're able to do like crazy dynamics combining with very strength, power strength moves like Festos and Maltese presses and have like crazy holds, then nobody can stop you yeah? because they're always athlete who has like weaknesses. And when you're complete, nobody can touch you. And maybe that's one of the, um, One of the benefits I had in the beginning of my work was always try to be complete and I never, I'm not like really good in dynamics. I'm not really good in statics, but I'm like an overall beast. Like uh, I can do everything. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it should be like the most focus on. Okay, cool. Nice. Then let's uh, finish off how can people get in touch with you if you want they want to uh, yeah talk to you i don't know learn from you how do they reach you actually they just can text me a dm on instagram it's very simple i try to use every second day the message even if it's hard but i really like help everybody so um 
and also offering coaches uh, coaching so when somebody is like really into calisthenics and really want to learn the skills and know that i'm able to uh, teach them so they can get into my coaching as well and um yeah they just contact me on instagram okay perfect we will put everything in the description you also have a website oh we yeah. can link the website i like the website um that's good uh so we will put uh... yeah <laughs> you mean the ukiyo talents website or which kind of website do you, mean? you you once posted a website that about yourself and i, I looked at it and i liked it so uh, but it yeah with the iced coffee yeah it's a um, article what my girlfriend writes about me so also ah, okay. really big support it so shout out to my girlfriend <laughs> he's doing like all the crazy work behind of that so um yeah you can link that it's really fun to read and to watch <laughs> nice perfect so we're coming to an end and before you can end yeah. the episode um i will want to say thank you to everyone listening to this till the end because mm -hmm. it's uh, a long episode it's uh, i appreciate everyone listening to this like for an hour and 20 minutes um mm -hmm. and yeah i uh, hope you would were able to take some some stuff with you uh, that you profited from it and enjoyed it and uh, yeah don't Uh, forget to rate the episode if so if you liked it give us a thumbs up give us a subscription whatever you want to do to support this channel and uh, also if you want to ha have uh, an athlete one who has to be interviewed put him in the description and apart from that tan thanks for taking the time on this uh tuesday morning to do the interview thanks a lot for that and uh, you can end the episode yes Oh, yeah. And I have to thank you as well, Phil and Donation, for letting me having this nice interview. Um, yes, I hope uh, the people can learn from that. And uh, I have one question for everybody who's still watching this kind of 90 minutes interview. Respect for that. But the question is, are you living the dream or is the dream living you? Mm -hmm.